Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode. So I have to tell you about the most wonderful experience I had this morning. I went to the spa. And now this isn't just any spa. This is a spa run by my daughters, Charlie and Bella. So I think Charlie got one of those foot spa things for Christmas a few years ago And they decided to turn their room into this spa experience. So I opted for the VIP treatment uh, that cost a dollar. If you wanted a bunch of different services, it was 10 cents each. So I opted for the VIP experience. I went big, I know. Um, But I got a um, pedicure, a manicure. I had bath bombs in my um, foot bath. I had salt and sugar scrubs and lotion, my hair done. I had a face mask, so I had a facial. Um, I just had this amazing experience. I got to read a magazine while I was getting all these treatments done. And um, I have to say, if you are looking for a spa experience, I can get you in touch with some really amazing and talented young ladies. And it's only a dollar. So, I mean, what more can I do? I am here to, to help you in all areas of your life. And um, when I hear a good deal and when I see quality work, I'm going to pass that information on to you. So anyway, it was a really cute experience. Uh, The whole thing took about an hour. Um, Oh, and on top of that, I was fed fruit because my nails were wet, so I I couldn't eat. Um, And so um, Bella cut up some peaches and blueberries and fed them to me on a fork while I read my magazine and got my nails done. So, you know, from top to bottom, they meet all of your needs and um, they did a wonderful job. So my nails are a gorgeous uh, teal and white. I opted for two colors. And um, if you are a client of mine uh, this week that I'm taping this episode, you will get to see uh, their amazing job. So anyway, great experience. And um, I had so much work to do today. I had literally a ton of work. And I'm like, you know what? These moments aren't going to be here forever. And you know what? The work will always be here. So always try to opt for those moments when you can. Today's topic is all about pre-deciding. And I know I've talked about pre-journaling before. But today I want to talk about something a little bit different. I'm talking about pre-deciding. And this comes from a podcast that I just listened to about pre-deciding your workouts and when is it okay to jump ship with your workouts and when you know do you really need to push through 
And so I figured, you know what, this is such great information. I'm just going to apply all of it to nutrition. But I want to give you a summary of the podcast when it comes to exercise in case you're curious about the information that uh, they presented on their podcast. So what they talked about was when you're trying to create your workouts or your workout plan, it's really important to, you know, make a decision ahead of time. Like don't try to figure your workout in the middle of your workout because you're brain is always going to opt for what is easier in the moment. So when you're exercising, you're like, I don't know, what do I feel like doing next? Your brain's shouting, nothing. It feels like doing nothing. Go sit on the sofa and watch TV. That feels easier. That feels better. Your brain is rarely saying, let's go harder. Let's, let's push even more. That's why people go to classes. That's why people hire trainers because they don't have that voice going on in their brain. Right? They need somebody else to tell them to push it, when to go harder, because their brain's saying, you know what? Ice cream sounds good about now. We could be finished. Let's just wrap this up. So it's really important if you're creating your own workout program to make these decisions ahead of time, to really think about, you know, what is a, you know, let's say you're doing weight training. What is a weight that's going to challenge me? Um, now, obviously, there are options for when you need to bail out like when it's no longer safe for you to do a certain weight because you're compromising your form, um, or if you're injured. Obviously, if you're injured, you don't push through that. But for a lot of us, we'll pick something that we think we can do. We think it'll be challenging. And then when it gets a little bit hard, we bail. We either drop our weight for something easier we just stop doing the exercise altogether and bail out before we finish the amount of reps we think we wanted to accomplish. And it's in the hard, it's in the uncomfortable where change happens. Change doesn't happen in the easy, right? Think about it. When you're lifting a two pound dumbbell and you're on reps number one, two, three, you know, you feel a little resistance, but there is no change happening to your bicep in that moment. It's only when you hit, you know, maybe rep number 25, if you're using really light weights, or if you're using heavier weights, when you start going up in reps, where you start to feel where the muscles fatigued, you might feel a little burning, Uh, you might be shaking a little bit. That's where change happens. And let's be honest, most people are exercising to see change, not just for maintenance. Maintenance is great, but that's not why a lot of people are exercising. They're exercising because they want to see change. And so if you want to see change, you know that being a little uncomfortable is part of the process, not to the point of injury, not to the point of tearing your muscles that you're going to be so hurt for the next couple days that you're not even going to be able to think about exercising. That's not going to work. But change is where it's a little uncomfortable. And a lot of times we will think about the uncomfortable and make an educated guess. Do I think I can get through this? You know, or what is my contingency plan? You know, am I going to have to maybe take a little bit more rest time 
to get through this workout once things start to get hard, you know, or, you know, am I willing to maybe go down a little bit and wait, but still finish out the set because, you know, I want to have integrity with my workouts. I want to finish what I said I was, I want to finish what I started. I don't want to bail out just because it got a little uncomfortable. So I started thinking about that. I started thinking about my workouts and, you know, just even the ones that I've been doing for a while, you know, can I bump up my weights? You know, I'm able to accomplish this workout and feel decent, but, you know, could I have given more? And then are there opportunities that I can maybe bump up the intensity or the duration or, or some part of my workout? But those are all decisions that must be made ahead of time. They are not decisions to be made while you're in the workout. And I realize it's tempting. Oh, yeah, I'll just see how it goes. And then I'll make a decision once I'm in it. No. Because if you're waiting till you're in it, that habit part of your brain, that toddler brain, the midbrain that's in the back there, it's always going to make decisions based on pain avoidance and immediate gratification. And so you come to realize really quickly, this isn't working. I can't just wing it and figure it out as I go. I've got to make some of these decisions ahead of time. And honestly, why do we want to pre-decide? You know, it's really for two reasons. One, we don't want to have any regrets. There's nothing worse than setting aside time to do a workout and being like, "Ugh, that was totally not worth it. I don't even feel like I did anything. I don't know. That frustrates me because I don't have a lot of time to devote to exercise. So if I'm going to exercise, I want to reap some benefits from it, right? And some workouts are meant to be easier. They're more for the stress reduction or for some flexibility, stretching, you know, balance, all that. And some workouts are meant to, to push you a little bit. And, you know, there needs to be a balance of both. I truly believe that. All right. So we pre-decide so we don't have any regrets, right? But we also pre-decide, you know, because we realize we don't want to have the opportunity to cancel if something better comes along, right? Like the thought of stopping. (laughs) It's really what it comes down to. And so I want to talk to you about this, this idea, though, when it comes to food, and pre-deciding what you're going to do in certain situations so that when you are in the moment, you don't have to make the hard choices. And again, a lot of us think that we're going to be fine. I'll just figure it out. I know I'll make the right decision, right? This is where I introduce you to the two versions of yourself, future self and present self. Future self is a rock star, Oh, yeah, I'm going to make that right decision when I'm at that party. I'm sure I'm only going to, you know, have maybe one drink or I'm not going to eat dessert. Yeah, because I'm on a plan. I'm going to I'm going to make the right choice. Right. We just think that we're going to make all the right choices tomorrow. Right. And then there's present day self. It's the version that we're stuck with day in and day out. The one that, you know, is dealing with stress. The one that is dealing with kids that aren't listening and a boss that's, that's riding you. You know, present day self is trying to figure out what to make for dinner that everybody's going to eat and nobody's going to throw a fit. 
Present day self is a chauffeur that has to run from here to there every single night, running kids from place to place or, or running to meetings and volunteer opportunities at night. At night. Present day self is always dealing with stress. Future self though, oh, she's going to do great. I know she's going to make the right decision. And then we get into the future and we realize future self doesn't exist. We're still stuck with present self. All right. And so I am here to tell you, if you are of the mindset, I'll just figure it out when I get there. Chances are you're not going to make your best decision. It's the same thing I see in the office when I ask my clients without fail. Most, uh, I don't want to say 10 out of 10 because it's definitely not that. I'll say eight out of 10 people. When I ask them this question, I'm always met with, oh, I don't know yet. Do you know what that question is? What are you having for dinner tonight? Oh, you haven't even thought about that yet. Right? No, no, no. We need to think about that ahead of time. Because if we wait until five o'clock to make that decision, I guarantee you, we're not making our healthiest decision. Because remember, present day self is dealing with stressed out kids, kids that are having meltdowns, you know, no ingredients in the house. You thought you had all the ingredients, but you're missing the main one. And now present day self has to find time to run to the grocery store to pick up that item. And really that just feels like too much work. So let's just get pizza because it's easier. Right? This is the problem with a lot of commercial diets out there. They give you a list of foods to eat. They give you exercise plans to follow, but they don't teach you how to work through the day-to-day stress. It's easy to follow a plan if you don't have stress. Put me on a ranch on The Biggest Loser where I don't have anything to worry about except for eating the foods they give me and exercising with a trainer. I'm sure I'll be successful. I have always said the people that will do the best on that show are the ones that got voted out week one. Because they had to go back home and figure it out if they wanted to be a contender for the second place prize. Not the people that lived on the ranch. They didn't, they didn't have to do any of the hard work. I'm not saying that they didn't do the workouts. You know what I'm saying. But they didn't have to do the mental part. The part where they're back in their environment with all those stresses and still make the right decisions. The whole reason we pre-decide is so we don't have to make the hard choices in the moment and we can guarantee that we're going to make the decisions we want to make. You know, one of the best parts about pre-deciding what you're going to do in certain situations is it frees your brain up to make other decisions. Do you ever notice that you get decision fatigue as the day wears on? You know, you start out all motivated and you're making choices. And then as the day goes on, the choices just get harder and harder to make. I remember I was, this just happened a couple days ago. I was going to meet my girlfriends for dinner. And I'm like, where do you want to go? I'm like, I, just, I can't even think that far. Right? Now, if it would have been earlier in the day, I would have probably been rattling off a whole bunch of options. But it was the end of the day. I'm like, I don't want to think. Just somebody pick it. Right? 
when we're constantly trying to make decision after decision after decision about, you know, our life, our kids, our work, our, our plans, and then you throw food on top of that, ugh, that just feels like too much. And all those decisions lead to fatigue, fatigue, let's try that word again, and that fatigue usually lends our brains to opt for what's easy. So when we pre-decide, when we think about what we're going to do ahead of time, whether it be what we're going to choose to eat at a restaurant by looking at the menu ahead of time, whether it's how we're going to act in a moment when we're at a party, how we're going to maybe decline a dessert that we don't want. When we make all those decisions ahead of time, it frees our brain up from having to do the hard work in the moment. And then we don't have to struggle with decision fatigue. We don't have to hope and wish that, you know, we're going to figure it out in the moment because we've already done that work. It is way too easy to compromise when your stress levels are high. It just is. And so again, pre-deciding what you're going to do basically says, I am going to commit and I am not going to cancel if a better opportunity comes along. And why is that important? Number one, you know, you, you don't let yourself down. So many times, you know, we've done different diets over the years. And every time we quit, we lose a little bit of trust with ourselves. We let ourselves down because we never finished what we set out. And when we lose that trust, anytime we do get the inkling to, to try another diet or to be motive, motivated to, to start again, there's a part of our brain that's like, yeah, but how long until you mess this one up? That's not helpful. That's not motivating. If that's always in the back of your mind, how long do you think you're going to last on that new diet? I want you to show up with confidence that you're like, you know what? If I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. But that takes practice because if you have practiced quitting on yourself, well, then it's going to take practice to showing up for yourself. Your brain's used to quitting, and so that will become your default. Even though it's not what you want to do, it's familiar, and your brain will always opt for what's familiar over what is right. So if this intrigues you, and you're like, huh, I want to know more about this pre-deciding, I want to give you some tips on how you go about doing this. So tip number one is I want you to consider which decisions that you make over and over again that exhaust you. What does that look like in terms of food? Is that what you're going to eat for dinner? Is that what you're going to eat for breakfast? Is that what you're going to eat at a party? Is that what you're going to eat at lunch when you're at work? What decision do you make over and over and over again that exhausts you? Is this an opportunity that we could pre-decide and take that creativity piece out of the moment so we can actually be successful? What does that look like? 
You know, for me, I eat pretty much the same breakfast every day. I like it. It fills me up. It makes my stomach feel good. It gives me energy. Why do I need 15 choices for breakfast when I've got one that works really well for me? I just, I don't want it. I don't want a lot of options at breakfast. I want to know exactly what I'm doing. Now, that doesn't mean I don't have a backup plan because sometimes I don't, I didn't give myself enough time to make eggs. And so cottage cheese is my default backup plan. If I don't make eggs, I have cottage cheese and fruit. Done. I don't even think about it. I don't even think, well, maybe I want some waffles or maybe it would be nice to have some uh, pancakes or muffins or whatever. No, I don't even give myself that option. All I think about is eggs and fruit. Done. And if eggs and fruit don't happen, it's cottage cheese and fruit. Done. That decision is off my plate. Uh, When it comes to exercise, I exercise in the morning 99% of the time. Not going to say 100 because there are times where it doesn't work out. Right? But I make that decision to exercise as soon as I wake up before I check work emails, before I check my phone, before I do any of that. The decision is made because I know if I start to push that off, I guarantee you I will find other things to do in the day that are going to feel more important in the moment. And before you know it, I'm not going to work out. I know that's how it works out. So I don't give myself the option to do it any other way. I've pre-decided that is what I want to do. And it doesn't matter if there's a better opportunity like sleeping in or um, I don't even know. Even if I'm going out to breakfast, say I'm going to meet my friends for breakfast, I still wake up early and work out because I know I'm not going to feel like working out after breakfast. Right? So I just pre-decided if that's what's going to happen, then I have to get up a little bit earlier. I don't make it a big deal. I just have decided and I've moved on. I don't ruminate over and over, second-guessing myself. I just do it. For lunch, lunch is really easy for me, right? It's either leftovers or it's a salad. Done. I don't think about it. Every once in a while, if I don't have any of those options, I might pick the cottage cheese and fruit because I guarantee you I always have that in my refrigerator. It's my fallback. But I don't give myself a ton of options You know, I just, this is what is going to feel good. This is what's going to fuel me. This is what's going to sit in my stomach well while I'm meeting with clients. And I'm just done with it. Where I like to have a little bit more flexibility with my meals is at dinner. And so I plan my dinners. I pre-decide. So I'm not trying to come up with a meal idea at six o'clock when I'm starving and rolling in from a long day. So my question is, what are areas where you need to pre-decide, right? Uh, Another, I gave you this example a couple weeks ago when we talked about vacations. I've already pre-decided that when we go on vacation, we are going to eat breakfast at home. We're not going out for breakfast. And I'm pretty sure my family is on board with that. (laughs) I guess I just realized I never asked them if that's what they want to do. You know what? If I ask my kids, they want to go out to eat every meal. So their vote doesn't count right now. But I pre-decided that we're just going to eat breakfast at home because, you know, I'd rather go out for lunch or dinner. And I don't want to go out for all three meals because that's not going to make me feel good. So if one of the meals got to be at home, it's, it's going to be breakfast. I don't even have to agonize over that decision. You know, I think about 
how much time we waste agonizing over decisions. I always tell my clients, you know, clients that struggle with leaving food behind on their plates, I tell them, listen, the food is going to go to waste. It's either going to go in the waste can or it's going to go on your waste. So pick your waste, right? If you have eaten to fullness, a comfortable level of fullness, there is no reason why you need to eat above and beyond that. So guess what? The food has to go somewhere. It's either going to go in the trash can, in the waste can, or it's going to go on your waste. Those are the options. But I actually have come across a third waste. I want you to think about how much time you waste feeling guilty thinking about that overeat. How much time do you waste wishing you would have done something different, thinking about it, obsessing about it, trying to plan, a, you know, how you're going to undo that? Think about all the time you waste second-guessing your decisions, thinking about how you wish you would have done it differently. I know for myself, I have way too many things to keep track of, whether it be, you know, the kids stuff, keeping that all on track, keeping work uh, responsibilities. You know, I don't have time to waste thinking about overeating at a meal. Or you know what? A better way to say is I don't want to spend time thinking about how I overate at a meal. And I know that some of you are feeling the same way. I'm done thinking about it so much. I don't want to waste so much time. I have other things that would be a much better use of my time thinking about or planning or being able to be in the moment with my family instead of, you know, in my head trying to calculate how I can undo the damage I, I feel like I've done with my, my eating. So I just want you to think about, number one, where, what are those decisions? Consider those decisions you make over and over that exhaust you. And is there an opportunity for you to pre-decide so you don't have to make those decisions over and over? All right. And then number two is you're going to tell others. You are going to find a friend or you are going to find me. You can find me on Bodymetric Self on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you can reach me through our website, bodymetricshealth.com. Um, yeah, that's how you're going to reach me. All right. And you are going to tell me, if you do not have a friend that you can talk to, you're going to tell me what you decided to pre-decide. <laughs> right? Because we know that we are more likely to be successful when we are held accountable. So it's not enough for you to just tell yourself because you can justify and rationalize anything to yourself why it didn't happen. But if you have to be held accountable to another person, it will make you think twice before breaking your commitment. So I want you to find somebody and I want you to tell them, this is what I'm pre-deciding and I want you to ask me about it. Randomly ask me, you know, 
What did you have for breakfast? Did you have your your pre-decided meal or did you go rogue? And if you went rogue, I want to know why. Right? Because again, we will rationalize everything. If you break down the word rationalize, it means rational lies. Rational lies you tell yourself in the moment to make it okay. So let's not do that. All right? So we're going to tell somebody else what our pre-decisions are so they can hold us accountable. And then the third part, third tip, there were only three, so this is the last part, is you're going to give yourself some grace. Because in the beginning, remember, your brain is going to default to what is familiar. And if breaking promises to yourself is familiar, your brain's going to opt for that option more than it's going to opt for following through with your commitment. So in the beginning, I don't want you to get really upset with yourself as you're going through this because it's new and new takes time. Remember, you're good at what you practice. If you have practiced quitting on yourself every time something got a little uncomfortable or a little hard and you have practiced that for years or even decades, I'm going to assume you're pretty good at it. So if all of a sudden you want to be good at keeping your commitments to yourself and following through, it's going to take some practice. You might not get it the first time or the second time or even the 10th time. And you're not going to get upset with yourself. All you're going to say is, I'm going to need a little bit more practice. I guess I just need a little bit more practice. And then you're going to show up for yourself. All right? So... Think about some of those decisions that you can make ahead of time so that you can avoid decision fatigue, so you can avoid, you know, regrets, so you can feel proud of yourself that you actually followed through. I want you to think of what can you pre-decide so you can save yourself hours of time agonizing, you know, whether you made the right decision or how you didn't make the right decision. I want you to practice until you get good at it. But I guarantee you, you will be good at what you practice. And if you practice keeping commitments to yourself, you're going to get good at that too. All right, let's see here. What is your recipe for this week? So this week, let's see here, is, let me go through my... um, my recipe today, it's zucchini fries. All right. Um, this is great because I've had a ton of zucchinis uh, this summer um, because we just had so many plants. And I think we planted, let me see here, five zucchini plants, which is way too many. But good news is, as we started running out, Jim planted more zucchini plants. So don't worry, I'm going to have more zucchini by the end of this harvest season. So if you need zucchini, please reach out to me. I'm sure I have plenty. All right. So for this recipe, you're going to need two zucchinis chopped into the shape of French fries, one tablespoon of olive oil, three tablespoons of panko, one tablespoon of paprika, two tablespoons of nutritional yeast, and a half a teaspoon of garlic powder. And for this recipe, you're going to preheat your oven or your air fryer to 400 degrees. Go ahead and line a baking sheet with parchment paper. 
place your zucchini fries in a bowl, coat with the oil and the seasonings, and bake for 20 minutes. And that is it. All right, guys. I hope you have a fantastic week. Please don't forget to reach out to me with your pre-decisions if you need to. If not, find a friend that you can share and hold yourself accountable to. And I will see you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at bodymetricshealth. The book Nourish Eat Repeat is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.